Welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garrix. Glad to have you back. Quick reminder, listeners, please uh, leave us a review, a positive one, if you don't mind. We, we do try. Uh, trying to get more listeners. Tell your friends. We know you're out there listening, but we want more of you. So uh, if you do enjoy the pod, tell somebody. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, it's not a lot of time that we're asking. It's like 10 minutes, you know. Ask somebody to listen 10 minutes. You're listening. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Tell your crazy friends about us. That's all. All right. On to the show. It is indeed a hustle, isn't it? <laughs> it is a hustle, and that was part of it. Our guest today, Eric Newman. Eric, thank you so much for being here. Joe, thanks for having me, man. What a crazy night we are having tonight. And, and I think, and I love this idea of just doing it while it was fresh. Uh, you want to get started on what yeah, happened? Cause yeah, Because you, you went up first, so, I, you, you know, so you got the first glimpse of... Yeah, I got to go up first. Uh, so we uh, we are at the Fairfield Comedy Club tonight, and I know normally we have like a uh, a topic pertaining to uh, careers in comedy or performance or art. Um, today we're going to talk about uh, heckling uh, because we just had a show. <laughs> Uh, with a couple people uh, who were who most definitely, I would consider, I would say they're hecklers. Uh, they I would call them women, I think, is the most accurate <laughs> way to describe them. They were definitely women <laughs> as well. I almost think calling them women is being uh, too friendly to them. They were... Uh, <laughs> they were not. They don't deserve that. <laughs> they don't. Um, they're, they were subhuman, uh, I believe. There are great women out there. There are a lot of great women. These were not the them. Yeah. But uh, So for those of you who haven't been here to the Fairfield Comedy Club, we have a nice little room. We do BYOB. And you know what? Sometimes that's a mistake because it draws in... Some extra drunkos, but uh, we had a couple women today uh, sitting Bring in the your second row bitches. in the front. Yeah, and uh, right from the bat, uh, I was hosting, and they were like responding to every joke. Like right off the bat, they were like saying something. Like I started off, and I was like, "Oh, you know, talking to people about the the drinking," and they, I was like, "They were like, I'm like, who's drinking?" They're like, "Oh, we're drinking." I'm like, "Oh, what are you drinking?" And they're like, "Vodka," and they just had a thermos. I'm like, "You just have a thermos <laughs> of vodka?" And I said something else, and they responded. And then, like as I was talking, like it wasn't like stuff that was like call and response. They were just saying stuff. I was like, you know, you don't have to respond to everything. And I thought they would get the message, and then they continued to do it. And I kind of, you know, you try to like, yeah, I heard you. I mean, you, you try did, to you do this as, in a friendly you, way where you, it's not going to suck. You did the such a good job up top of just like making them aware. And most people get it, right? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're a sensible person and like a comedian's like, hey, you know, don't talk to the comics. Uh, and they just they just kept going, and uh, and they went. You know, on during during Beecher set, Beecher was second, and he at the end was joking about it, but kind of making the point. And then when I went up again after that, because he had joked, I wanted to reiterate because like sometimes when it's jokey, people are like, "Oh, it's cool." He's yeah, joking. yeah, like, "Oh, we're part of it." Oh, he made it okay, so now we can keep exactly. going, right? So I and I heard you in between. You were like, "Yeah, he wasn't kidding. He yeah, made he it funny, kidding. and he handled it really well. Yeah, and he made handled it, it great." But yeah. it's my job as the host, I think, to right. kind of control that. So I, you know, I tried to reiterate, but they just kept going, and they were just uh, shitty drunk people. And um, and I was concerned about it for your set because they were consistent. And then during uh, Dan's set, Dan was third, Dan Altano, and he was great. But actually during his set, they continued to do it. So uh, one of our guys, Ross, went over and like tapped them on the shoulder and just said, hey, you know, if you keep talking, you're going to be thrown out. And that's kind of what I call it. But then after I was about to go up right after Dan and one of the women came out and I'm like, Oh, this might be a good chance to like catch her and like kind of explain right. like one-on-one, you know? Right. Cause, cause anytime I feel like someone's getting called out in front of a crowd, they get very defensive. Get very they go, Oh shit. A, a group of people are watching us get called out. Uh, this isn't good. You know, and they have to sort of, and I know that I'm a type of person and like people are different, but I'm the type of person where like, if I get called out and a lot of people are watching, I sort of my, my M like, it's just sort of like snap back in some way. Cause yeah. I'm being embarrassed. 
Um, so she might have been one of those people. So it was. I think that was handled well, where you sort of like that's, had her on the yeah, and that's what I thought. One. You know, because like I said, you got to be careful about this stuff. You don't want to suck the energy out of the room. You know, you don't want to take somebody who's you know trying to be a good audience member and just like needs to be pointed in the right direction. You right. want to like allow for that. Um, so I, you know, I just as she's going on, I'm like, hey, you know, I just want to let you know, like, if you guys can not you know talk and just disrupt the show, and she's like, we haven't said anything since the guy said this, and like, you know, start kind of like. Barking at me very loudly, but we're in the back of the room. But she's like loud enough that I'm worried it's going to be heard in there. Right. And I was like, you know, like I appreciate that you've been quiet since. I was just trying to like respectfully let you know, like I didn't want you to disrupt the show, and I thought this would be a nice time, you know, to talk to you about it. But I think you don't understand because you're still being very loud, um, you know. And she's like, well, this just makes me feel like we might not want to come back here. And I was like, okay, great, <laughs> like that'd be really good, uh, you know. I <laughs> could you not be her now? Also, <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know if you like feel that like your $20 is what's keeping us in business. <laughs> right, right. Um, Don't come back from the bathroom. Yeah. Like yeah. drown yourself in the toilet. <laughs> um, so, you know, but whatever. I, so I'm like, I'm just going to avoid her and like, try not to like do anything to egg him on. And then, and then I brought you up. Uh, <laughs> do you want to take it from? So, so what happened was, um, God, Emilio says what happened. Dude, if I'm on the phone with Emilio and I know you have a really close relationship with too. He, um, he'll say like, well, what happened was like a thousand times. So I just found myself saying it. I'll have him on speakerphone because my girlfriend and I will be like, like we'll just be at her house or whatever, and I'll have Emilio on speakerphone. He'll be like, "Well, what happened was," and we'll crack up because we'll like count how many times he says it. And I just found myself. I'm gonna have saying to start it, listening so. for that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll hear it a lot. But anyway, so what happened was, um, I, I think probably within the first minute, I didn't really hear them. Um, you know. I kept asking you guys, and I kept hearing you guys interact with someone in the audience. I didn't know who it was. And to be honest with you, I'd rather not know because sometimes, like, I feel like... And this is why it's good to sort of, like, not watch the show beforehand and just sort of uh, have no prior knowledge of what's going on in the room because then you get to experience it fresh and sort of, like, take in every moment in, like, a fresh way. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you know who's heckling, you kind of go up there with a little bit of aggression towards that person. And I've had a couple times, particularly one at the comic strip, where I just, I mean, I, I threatened to fight five people in the audience, and it just definitely was, like, a very not proud moment of yeah. my life. And it's because I had watched them sort of be a pain in the ass to all my friends comic, before yeah. I went up, and it built up, and you're getting angry, and... So I kind of, you know, like uh, one of the guys, really nice guy who works here, I forgot his name, but he he said to uh, me, he's like, do you want me to let you know who it is? And I was like, you know what, I don't want, because I'm sure I'll be aware of it very quickly. Yeah. And within about a minute of my set, I was like, that's them. Um, and there was one that was worse than the other. Uh, I heard her making comments, talking. She didn't really shout anything out to the stage, so I was like, you know what, it. It's, it's more like talking amongst themselves like at that I'm point. I'm not right? going to... And I know I told you beforehand, I was like, if it happens, I'll give them a warning. And if yeah, and we were prepared. You know. I told and, and, my and guys. By the way, I you said, guys handled it. Uh, that's shout out to Fairfield Comedy Club. I mean, just, you know, and it's so helpful, Joe. It's like sometimes you go on the road and uh, you do some rooms sometimes where people just sort of like don't you put own. comics first and you're doing it on your own and... Uh, and you guys just did like a fucking superb job of just well, like thanks. monitoring yeah, I mean, it's it's and tough, like right? it because like it's, it's a balancing you don't wanna, act. You don't want to throw wanna, people you out. You don't want to throw people out. Just because like it's you want to start fresh and give them a chance. There's a right. chance that during your set they're going to be fine. If right. that's the case, right. everybody can finish and have that's a nice it. night still. Right. And I'm always a comic first, so I go like I don't want my buddies dealing with this shit when they don't have to. But if they choose to and don't make a big deal about it, so be it. Um, about. You know, two, three minutes in, I started noticing 
it was becoming slight distraction. Um, they were like talking, saying little comments. And then what I did was instead of, I think the comic, I think I would have handled it differently maybe five years ago. I think five years ago I would have just tried to speed through and whatever. And I think I slowed down, got quieter on the mic because I sort of wanted to draw attention yeah, to it. Yeah, let them realize that everyone can hear them. Right. And then if it continued, I wanted to say something. I was like, okay, I'm going to sort of slow it down, be real quiet, uh, let them draw attention to themselves. I'll say something. You um, set a trap. You sneaky. <laughs> you see you what set I did a there? heckler I'm trap. Sneaky, man. <laughs> um, and uh, they bit. And uh, I was like, look, I'm just going to be you know, very candid. If it happens again, you're out. Um, and they got up, which is great. Yeah, um, that's and, the best thing. And, and Joe, you know, you know, we've you know done comedy so long where it's like when the comp when the audience is great and they like you and they're enjoying their time here, um, they want that heckler out as badly. as Oh you yeah, can. and just so you know, before you had that conversation with them, actually. Uh, an audience member came out and came to one of our staff yeah, members she, she, and uh, said, hey, she like the they're being out. disruptive. And he said, hey, should I throw them out now? And I said, I, I said, look, I, uh, Eric is aware of the situation. Eric knows that you'll throw them out if there's an issue. So let him handle it. He, he can make the call. Like I don't, you know, right. I'm not going to throw somebody out just because an audience member said, yeah. you were aware of the situation. I trust you to handle it. So, yeah, but luckily they they did leave then. But, uh, oh, my God. They were, even on the way out, they were all And on the way out. And that was the best. It was like, and I was, like, totally down to just listen to whatever. Because I just wanted, because she was making no sense. Well, she stood up. One of them left, and then the one, other one, one stood of them up went right and out, kept which arguing was, Actually, the really disruptive one left. What was the really disruptive? The curly-haired one. I didn't know one. who was. The curly-haired one was. Who was worse? Um, oh God, you know what? They, they were, were both, both such evil fucking bitches. Yep. Um, they were both awful people. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> So one left right away, and then the other blonde goes, you know, you're a New York comic. She stood up, and I know you guys came to sort of try to get her out, um, and she started sort of going one-on-one with me. Yeah, she was up. standing up, like, in the and middle of the And I said, yeah, no problem. I'll, like, I'll, I'll, I'll handle this quick before she leaves. And uh, I was like, what, what? Yes, hi. What would you like to say? And she said, uh, well, I saw on the website that you're a New York City comic who's supposed to handle any situation. And it's like, you know what, Joe? We can handle any situation, but we don't want to handle any situation. That's the thing, yeah. So on their way out, she two things that, well, a few funny things they said. One, the curly-haired one said, you don't know what you've done. We, I've got a lot of power. You don't know what you're in for. And I was like, oh, please, can I video this? Can you say that again? I would love to get a video of you threatening <laughs> me with how powerful I would love to have are. her on the podcast right now, to be <laughs> yeah, honest with talk you. talk about your power. What's your side of the story? Um, yeah, I, I mean, it would be interesting to hear. Well, then the other one, the blonde, is like, you know, I... I go to comedy. I went to see Chris Rock, and like anyone can say anything, and he just handles it. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. And that's what comedy is. Because you're like, ten thousand rows back. I'm like, no comedian wants to deal with you. A right. comedian goes up, and they have a plan. And if they want to deal with you, they'll engage you. They will choose to engage you. Right. It's not them waiting. No one's like doing material. I'm like, I hope someone shouts something out to disrupt my fucking flow. Right. So. Right. And and um and like I I think you're this way also. I you know I like doing crowd work i i like having fun with the audience um i would certainly my agenda is to do jokes and then if the crowd's great i'll engage them whatever but i totally flex and 
understand and respect every comic who does not want to say a word to the audience to have that right not to. And like, you know, like Gaffigan is one of those guys where it's like you say one word and he's like out because he just wants to do a set. And, yeah. you know, and my personality. And the guy knows what he's doing. Like, right, yeah, you know yeah, what I exactly. mean? Like he, this is what his art form is. Like trust the comic to deliver what whatever they w- choose they... to take you on. And um, and then you'll have like sweet, you know, and, and and, you know, there was this woman in the front row, Lynn, who was very sweet and funny and and, you know, engaged. And sometimes said a comment or whatever, but it, it was all well-meaning. And if I told her to shut up, she would yeah. shut up. And it never had to go there. But but I knew that – I think you have to see where someone's coming from and, like, you know, whatever. And that's the hard thing. You can't always judge it right off. Like, that's the challenge. Right. So you want to, like, handle this right off, you know, in a way that doesn't going to suck the energy out of the room, that gives somebody a chance. But then in a situation like this, you know, we, we've given them, you know, chances through four comics. And now we're on to the headliner and they're still yeah. – and, you know, I, I think it's important to note also that the entire room, you know, I wouldn't even say they turned on these women because I don't think they were ever necessarily on the side of these women. But, like, you know, when you kicked them out, they were thrilled. Like, they oh, were yeah. clapping. There was an ovation. It's just distracting. If you're trying to listen to a joke, and I see this sometimes where it's like, I'm, and I'm very, like, super aware of just everything that's going on in the room at all times. I'm just sort of, like, neurotic that way. But, um, like there were a couple of times where she was talking to her friend and like people from a row or two rows behind her were just sort of like looking at her trying to concentrate but people turned and, around and shushed them and as you well. miss and, and you know right it's like jokes are so sensitive they're just like like you miss a word yeah. and that could that there's could mean there's a timing there's yeah everything and that can mean the difference between a joke killing or a joke bombing i mean if you missed an important piece of information that's even in a word or a beat or whatever yeah. it is throws everything off and people don't want to deal with it. Yeah, people do not want to deal with it. Um, well, let me ask you this. I know um, you know you you'd mentioned earlier that uh, you recently started working at the cellar and that you're hosting a lot there. Um, does this kind of stuff? Are you getting that there? Or are people a little better trained there? Like, is it just so? It's interesting because so I've only been there a month, so I'm like super super new and uh, just like the new guy. Yeah, you know, I have the stench of the new guy all over me. Um, but, uh, from what I can tell I'm hosting and like, you know, the seller, for example, I was there hosting two shows last night and they have like, um, I mean, first of all, dude, I mean, they just do such an amazing job in pretty much every conceivable aspect of comedy. I mean, so McDougal, the original room has four shows on a Friday on the weekends. They have a, uh, they have a seven 8.45, 10.30, 12.15. 8.45, 10.30, 12.15. Yeah, and they cycle that room out. They it's like everybody the down the stairs, out the other stairs. Exactly, right? They know what they're doing. Exactly. Um, there's a couple things that take, that sort of like make it um, a little more challenging to get people in and out. First of all, they have a no cell phone policy. So they put the phones, the manager or the bouncer will tell them to put the phones, or Cedar will tell them to put the phones right in a pouch, put them in a pouch, they lock it, so sort of like if you try to take your phone out, you're being you're making attention to the fact that you're trying. You know, everybody yeah. sees that you're trying, so then you'll get escorted out. But um, the shows typically run a little bit delayed because it's just like it's all sold, everything sold out, and it's in and out and whatever. Um, so typically, I've gone up where it's like at some sometimes I go up. It's like you know the room's not fully seated yet, um, just because it's been delayed and they have to sort of get it started before the. Um, so I'm in a little bit more of a, you know, it, it, and and the crowds are t- so far have been really, I've done like maybe 
five or six shows there so far. Uh, they've been like good, and they only so far I haven't had anybody engage me until I engage them. And I go up and I do crowd work and yeah. whatever, and yeah, then a couple cool. jokes at the end to get them ready for material. But yeah, I mean, like um, like someone like Gary Goldman, like Goldman was on my late show yesterday, and he's my favorite comic oh, probably. He's, ever. he's Genius, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, he's of the mindset where it's like, yeah, maybe I'll engage you a tiny bit. Um, he typically just sticks to his set, but um, if anybody says any, I mean, like people are really aware, and like the bouncers and the managers are like, they stay right outside the door, or just slightly right inside the door, and just like if anybody says anything, right away. Yeah. Um, and the sellers like that. I mean, like I think they know which comics. I think it's like a case by case basis. Yeah. But ultimately, if you're a comic who does not want somebody to engage, does not want an audience member to get involved at all, if an audience member says one word, they come right over to you. They say, "Don't say another word." If they said it again, typically you're out. Yeah. That's um, and they have, and that's what you know. That's one of the things that makes them so great. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I uh, it's a tough balancing act, right? Because like you know, a you know, I would like to be able to do that, but I also want to like you know, there's people who don't know, you right. know, and I wish there was like a training yeah. program. For people right, before right. they go to a comedy show, like how they to should, fucking you act. should have to go. It's crazy. Like these women, so they actually thought like people like comics like that that they we wanted that. And I'm like, we could not be any more explicit throughout the show that we do not like that. We couldn't have Who, asked where. Anymore. Can you show me an example somewhere on a podcast, TV show, movie, anywhere where people where a comic has actually used the phrase "I love when people heckle me." Nobody has ever. I couldn't imagine. Like who's who? Who's the comic that Even wants the best it? Nobody. Mattel doesn't want people yeah, to. Yeah, you to could heckle. be doing all crowd work and not want that. And not want exactly because you want to be in charge of the situation. I don't. I think certain people don't understand the difference between crowd work and them heckling. I think they think. They think that crowd work is the comic heckling them. There's this kind of idea that a comic can heckle you. First off, a comic like can't heckle an audience member. Right. The, the comic can simply perform. Right. They can right. do crowd work. They can roast you. They can do material. They're right. not heckling they're you not heckling because you. yeah. you're not a comic. Right. Um, but some people think that when they're heckling that they're, they're like, oh, we're making it better. We're like, do, you know, we're doing crowd work with the comic. It's like there's a fucking difference. Like right. you need to let the comic do what they know they're good at doing. Like, they have a plan. Like, right. whatever they're doing, they know, you know? And 95, I would say, and I, I can't put an exact number on it, but if I had to guess, I'd say, like, 95% of people, crowd members, who just say a comment or just who say something a little disruptive and then get shut down by the comic, probably in a funny way the first time, understand, like, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And then you just got that 5% where just like it's like Well, that's, yeah, and that's helps. what I thought it would be today. I'm like, oh, I'll just say, hey, you don't need to have a retort to every joke. And then I thought, like, they'd pick up on it. And, uh, you know, some people, they, uh, I, I think alcohol is a big problem in our society. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely <laughs> is. I hate to say, I mean, I used to be a fun guy. I used to drink a lot. And I'm like, oh, you know what? We got we to gotta stop these, this spread of toxins. <laughs> <laughs> this is spread, dude. It absolutely is. Well, look, Eric, I got to tell you, you uh, you handled it wonderfully. I'm sorry uh, that you were stuck in that position, but oh but goodness. I think it turned out great. I mean, everybody else loved the show, uh, and I think uh, we're going to get a lot of good reviews out of it. Awesome. Um, to hopefully drown those two. Not two. We're going to get two very. Poor we're going to get reviews. two very bad ones. They're going to get drowned out by <laughs> you know the uh, the 50 people who loved it. Awesome. Um, but uh, well, one quick question before we go. A sure. Any just general advice for other comics like dealing with hecklers like. Is there any like kind of rule or trick or uh, suggestion that you would make just as a general idea? Um, I think that in different rooms, 
Um, you should have different expectations of what the club is willing to do about hecklers. And I think some rooms, uh, unfortunately, and it's a very sad truth, the um, owner, manager, booker just cares about getting people in. And it's sort of like we're not losing a customer to you and they don't put the comic first, which those are the rooms I'm sort of trying not to ever work again. Um, occasionally I come across one, but... Um, I would say sort of like just understand where you're at, what your surrounding is, um, understand uh, how the manager or booker or host or whoever's running the show um, prioritizes yeah. um, the show and the comic and the audience. And I would say don't do anything you're uncomfortable with. Like if you c if you like handling it, and some people do, handle it. If you don't like handling it, don't handle it and find a way not to handle it and go over to a manager and say, yeah. I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah. I mean, like and I ask, don't, yeah. Yeah, I remember like, I, you know, when you're in the beginning, you're very vulnerable, you know, like, doing it a long time, you develop thick skin, you know, how to handle more and more situations and in a better way. But when you're first beginning, you write five minutes, you're very vulnerable up there. You've memorized the five minutes and any person that says one comment disrupts your flow and yeah. disrupts. And I think just know yourself and understand who you are and, and uh, whatever comic you are, just know where your limit is and where your comfort zone is and where it ends and uh, and sort of like just be in tune with that. Yeah, I think that's good advice. And I would add, you know, probably like carry a weapon and uh, brandish it on <laughs> stage if necessary. Definitely. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you pull that. out a Glock and people just shut up, sit down. <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> well, Eric, it's it's always a pleasure. Uh, hopefully sir. the nine o'clock show uh, will go a little bit smoother. Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. If you enjoyed the listen, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, special thanks to Eric Donnelly of the Alternate Roots for our amazing theme song, to Brendan Ruane at Lightswitch Advisor for our website and social media needs. Check him out if you need any help in those areas. And of course, to Vans who provide all of our footwear. Have a good one.